What's up, boys and girls, and to all my misfits around the world? I'm your host, Rampage the Misfit, and you're tuned in to Misfit Minded, where I bring you everything movie and music related. Today is Tuesday, September 19th, 2017, and that means it's Blu-ray Tuesday, where I talk about all the new releases that you should get, including all the features, all the packages, all the exclusives. We're going to get into all that in just a second. Anyone who listened to yesterday's show, I apologize. That's not my best work. Um, I wasn't at 100% though. I was feeling a little bit under the weather. Still not a, completely at 100%, but I'm about 90. So we're going to get through this though. You know, it's uh, just like I started working out last week and uh, I was sore for like four days after that. You got to retrain yourself. So I'm, I'm, I'm training myself in physically to get into better shape and that's taking a toll and I got to train myself to get back into this podcast shit every day for you guys because consistency is the key and I have a lineup for you guys that uh, it's not going to disappoint. And speaking of lineups, I want to quickly go over the weekly schedule for this podcast, Misfit Minded, because the last time I did, it was before this thing became an official podcast on Apple Music and Google Play and all that good stuff. And so it disappeared like anchor podcasts do every 24 hours. And so it's not even an episode either. It was before episodes became a thing. So I just want to lay it out there. So you guys know from now on, this is how the show is going to be from day to day every week. Monday, we have Misfit Mondays, which was yesterday where I talk about the box office breakdown and do a box office backspin to movies that came out on that date and how much they raked in domestically for all of the above. Tuesday, which is today, I'm going to go over the Blu-ray releases, Blu-ray Tuesday, and I talk about all the packages, what they come with, what's the best deal, the special features, anything I notice if I bought it personally, all that good jazz, what you should buy, and also track-by-track reviews occasionally when there's a CD that I like I will break it down track by track and review it that way so you guys can kind of listen along with me Wednesday we have what to watch Wednesdays and that's something that I've been watching that's currently on you know um, I think I'm gonna start watching American Horror Story Uh, it can be a TV show it can be something on Netflix but something that I'm digging that I think you guys should watch along with me Thursdays we have throwback Thursdays similar to box office backspin where we go back in history, except where that's um, more worried about how much money they made. This is going to be more about the historical value. Does it hold up to this day? And just, you know, a movie I feel like is worth revisiting. Friday, we have Friday Favorites. And that's where I go through my really large 300 plus Blu-ray collection. And again, revisit it. But it's kind of a mash of the blu-ray tuesday 
the throwback Thursday and the box office Monday, I, I do like almost a complete review of uh, a Blu-ray and it should somehow tie into something that is current too. I'm not just going to pick out a movie at random. Saturdays uh, used to be just exclusively Stephen King Saturdays and I wanted to keep up with the Losers Club podcast and read all of his books and that's not going to happen. I just don't have the time. So I'm going to extend it into something else too. So it's going to be Stephen King Saturday still. I'm going to put up my reviews of his movies or just current events dealing with King because there's so much King news going on right now. But I'm also going to combine that with uh, Top 10 Saturday, which is the Top 10 show as a podcast. And so how the Losers Club inspired me to do Stephen King Saturday, the Top 10 show inspired me to do Top 10 Saturday, where I count down a top 10 of a certain subject. Uh, this week, it was top 10 action movie sequels. So that's going to be an exciting topic. And I'm gonna, just going to give my version of what they talk about. And rounding out the week, we have Sweet 16 Sunday, where I break down a verse and rap that I feel like is important and revisit it. And also a scene breakdown uh, of, a, of an important scene in a movie that I feel like should be revisited. So I have those options there. And that's the lineup for the week, guys. I hope you guys like it. And let's get into Blu-ray Tuesday now. So the biggest Blu-ray Tuesday release for today is, of course, Patty Jenkins' second highest grossing movie of 2017, Wonder Woman. This movie broke all kinds of records. It brought DCEU back from the dead. It's their best movie by far. It has a strong female lead and cast. And I just really enjoyed it when it came out. I saw it like three times in the theaters, two or three times. And I reviewed it. So I'm I'm not going to waste your guys' time with my review. I think I'm just going to post that after this. So you guys can hear my initial thoughts when it came out. What I am going to talk about, however, is the multiple uh, Blu-rays that you can buy right now um, of Wonder Woman and which one I'm probably going to buy. So if you're a high roller and your Wonder Woman is your superhero, that's your favorite, that's your idol, then you might want to go with the $130 Amazon pack they had. It came with a figurine of Wonder Woman as well as the blu-ray and uh, the digital copy that's a little steep for me i like wonder woman but i'm not gonna blow 130 on it so let's talk about some other ones the next most expensive is the 35 dollars steelbook from best buy if you know anything about blu-rays best buy usually buys up the steelbook rights and uh the covers are always really nice i have a the one for logan which is my favorite movie of this year and the one for Wonder Woman has a really nice animated drawn cover as well. That's also going to come with a 4K copy, a Blu-ray copy, and a digital copy. Next, we have a $30 Walmart exclusive, and it comes with a tiara. So again, if you're into like the little collectibles, that's another version for you. And that comes with the Blu-ray, DVD, and digital copy as well. On top of the Steelbook, Best Buy also has a Blu-ray with... Uh, trading cards that come um, of different characters in the movie and that comes in a blu-ray 3d 3d blu-ray copy and digital copy 
and that's going to set you back $30. Target has a Digibook exclusive. If you don't know what that is, it's kind of like not a traditional DVD or Blu-ray case. It's where it's a book, like a booklet, like you can read through, has pages at the beginning, and then at the end it has the actual Blu-ray. So I, that Digibook, it talks about the making of the movie and also of the characters in the movie as well. And that comes with the Blu-ray, DVD, and digital copy. And for anyone who doesn't care about all the bells and whistles and just wants the Blu-ray, like myself, there is the regular Blu-ray copy for $25, which comes with the Blu-ray and the digital copy, as well as the DVD. Now that's all the offers that um, are being sold right now for Wonder Woman. You can choose which one sounds like one that you would want if you like the figurines, if you like the little extra things that come with it, then you might want to go to Walmart or Amazon. Um, or if you like the Digibook Target, if you just don't like want the Blu-ray, then I'll probably get it from Best Buy once the price goes down a little bit. So getting into the special features, though, uh, one notable thing that I noticed is that there's no commentary um, from Patty Jenkins or any of the cast, um, which is kind of weird you know usually the blu-rays come with commentary and i i don't have time to watch them but that's just something i noticed something to consider there's also this five part um kind of like documentary series they have called the director's vision um that deals with patty jenkins and her work in bringing one woman to life there's one about the opening themiscura scene there's one about um bringing one woman into the real world in uh britain and there's uh, also one about filming the, the war scenes in World War One, and all those sound like really good features. There's also a featurette about finding the right Wonder Woman. There's some extended scenes that they had to cut down and also a blooper reel. So that's everything that covers Blu-ray Tuesday as far as Wonder Woman. You can choose which one you wanna buy. I'm gonna buy the regular one with all the bells and whistles. And I'm going to post my review of Wonder Woman when I first saw it, so you guys can hear my thoughts on that. Um, but yeah, Wonder Woman's a great movie. If you haven't seen it yet, definitely go at least rent it and uh, see for yourself. This is DCU's best movie so far, and it got me excited for Justice League again. What's up, boys and girls, and to all my misfits around the world? You're listening to Rampage the Misfit on Misfit Minded. Uh, this is going to be my spoiler review of Wonder Woman, so if you haven't seen it, what are you doing? Go see it now. It's supposed to break 100 million uh, this weekend, which is uh, kind of crazy considering kind of the shitty box office that's been the last couple of weeks. I mean, just this Labor Day or Memorial Day weekend, um, it was the, the lowest Memorial Day weekend opening since 1999. So it's going to look like a landslide uh, over these other films. Uh, I do want to see Captain Underpants still, though. Uh, but Wonder Woman, let's start. So the movie opens with young Diana seeing uh, the Amazon women training, uh, going hard. <laughs> and you, she's copying the moves like I did when I was a kid, uh, you know, with WWE. And her mom's not having any of it. And T.O.P. is like, you know, you don't have to. You're a princess, Diana. You don't have to do any of this. And Hippolyta is like, you need to train her because of some unspoken reason which we find out later but you need to prepare her now otherwise we're going to be paying for it later um and so she does and hippolyta 
kind of becomes her mentor uh, throughout the film. And yeah, these Amazon women are badass, man. Uh, I, th- I think I heard somewhere that they're actually like athletes they cast and not um, actual actors, um, which you can tell uh, one was just awful. She had like one line and I was like, ugh. <laughs> but that's that's nitpicking. Um, but yeah, I thought I thought the Amazon stuff was really well done. Cut to her a little bit older. Maybe she's like a teenager at this point. Um, and she gets found out that she's training with a pilot um, under against her mother's orders. And they tell her a little bit more about Ares and their their duty to stop him because he wants to wreak havoc on the world. He doesn't think mankind's good enough. And it's their duty to stop him. Now she's grown up. She's the shit. <laughs> you know, everyone knows that she's growing into her powers. You know, this is like the Luke finding the force of the movie. And here comes Steve Trevor, uh, Chris Pine, washing up on shore. And, you know, Diana immediately goes to him and saves him from the water uh how often do we see that guys a woman saving a man jesus and uh she's never seen a man before and instantly they have this unspoken chemistry on the beach when she saves him like he looks into her eyes like wow like i must be in heaven (laughs) i must have died and went to heaven um but he was followed by german soldiers and we find out he was a british spy the whole time um And so Diana takes this, and this is the start of her journey. She's going to go to parts of Germany, uh, parts of Europe, and she's going to fight this war because Ares could be behind this. It sounds like Ares' plot that's been prophesized. Chris Pine and Gal Gadot's chemistry um, lights up the screen. Um, There's parts where, you know, all the stuff that we've been conditioned to know about, like, the women are the ones who get nude. Nope, Chris Pine is... Um, the women, uh, aren't supposed to be, uh, forward in initiating stuff and Gal Gadot is a lot of the time. So, you know, it's flipping all of these tropes we've known and that's one of the movie's strengths. So Diana, you know, kind of wanting to fight, um, kind of feeling like she's been isolated all the time, takes the opportunity to go with Chris Pine, set sail. She takes her sword known as the God Killer, her shield, her lasso of truth, and she goes and before she can go her mother interrupts her and instead of stopping her says you know you're a grown woman you can make your own decisions but uh i didn't want you to go and you know you can never come back here and then they are off at sea and the repartee they have uh gal gadot and chris pine was really funny i got a lot of laughs in my theater Um, And it really sets the tone of this movie. You know, DC's known for being dark. um, But this made the movie more enjoyable um, and lighthearted given the dark uh, context of World War I. You have uh, Danny Huston playing the German general Lunderdorf and his accomplice Dr. Maru. And they're trying to cook up this deadly chemical weapon that will change the face of the war. Which is kind of uh, accurate given that World War I was where we've seen uh, the first instances of chemical warfare. Um, brutal, brutal shit, uh, if you know about World War I. Uh, millions, millions of lives lost. It's one of the deadliest conflicts in history. 
Um, so they, they kind of uh, played on that a little bit. Um, I forgot to mention, too, at the beginning of the film, she gets this note and picture uh, sent to her from Wayne Manor or Wayne Enterprises saying that uh, he wanted her to have the original. He bought the original that we saw on BVS. And he says, I would like to know your story one day. And then this starts off the film. So that's the only connection we get to the DC universe. No post credit scene, nothing like that. I'm glad they kept it like that. Uh, once Chris Pine gets to Europe, he has to report to superiors what he found, which was the journal um, from Dr. Maru and say, this is going to change the face of the war. We need to destroy their base. We need to do something about this now. And they're all like, what are you talking about? The war is over. They're about to sign an armistice, go home. He promised Diana that, you know, a war. So he takes her on the battlefield. And this was some of the, the best stuff in the movie, too, to me. Um, because you see how affected uh, Diana is by war. And, like, she cares about everyone. Uh, she wants to help this injured person. She, we, we have to save this person. We, we have to go back. We have to protect this village. And Chris Pine has to say, you know, we can't help everyone. Um, but... You know, that stuff was really emotional. I think it's the reason why we like Superman and why he's conflicted because he can't possibly save everyone in the world, every crime, even though he could. Um, but it would just be nonstop. You know, there's so much um, crime and injustice in the world. In World War One. you know, how do you save millions of lives from being lost? You had Ewan Brummer playing kind of the same Scottish drunk in this one, but he's more broken. He has PTSD. Um, he's the sniper and in, in the battle when it's time for him to Take out the other sniper the enemy sniper. He freezes up. He can't do it um, Which is something that was really uh, Really powerful, you know, we always think of these snipers as these like Badasses like oh, you know call of duty like he's gonna take them out and he couldn't do it um, There's lots of instances like that where you know no man's land. Oh my god. This is like the best action part of the movie they're in the trenches and chris pine's like we haven't moved an inch um we're getting slaughtered out here and one woman's like fuck that she runs across the field you know like 100 yards and takes out um all the germans and uh chris pine kind of uh backs her up and that's what i like about this movie chris pine is backing her up they're backing her up she she is running shit here they go to Germany to stop these bombs from being uh, distributed and to stop this armistice. And uh, Wonder Woman has this epic fight with uh, Danny Huston. And the only way that's fair, I guess they can make it, is he takes these kind of steroid pills that Dr. Maru kicked up. And I, I don't know, I just was really confused by that. Like, is he a supervillain then? Or... Uh, it are those like steroids is there is he like dr jekyll he can only he can only get like that when he takes those pills like it was really kind of unclear the extent of his powers and when i say they had an epic fight it only lasted like a couple of minutes and one woman did away with him easily and that's when we find out that david thulis who was thought to be on the on the british side was actually the real villain i kind of predicted that early I'm like, you have a high-profile actor like that. He's going to have a, a bigger role than what they were trying to make it out. Uh, that being said, though, again, I wasn't crazy about that final battle scene. I thought David Thewlis' um, costume as Ares was actually, like, super cool. 
Um, it reminded me of the video game Dishonored. I don't know if any of you have played that, um, but he looks like the main knight. Chris Pine sacrifices himself for the greater good of humanity, and one woman finds her inner strength, and she's going to fight with love, and she defeats Ares, restores peace on Earth, and Wonder Woman, yes, a woman leading this fight, minorities leading this fight, I loved it, you guys have to go see it, thanks for listening to Misfit Minded, and call in, what did you think? So I don't know if it's because Anchor has updated so many times since I last used it, but it just deleted my entire Blu-ray review of The Big Sick. Um, so I'm going to have to redo it all over again. So here it goes. The Big Sick, if you haven't heard of it, it's not that big of a deal. I mean, uh, it's a good movie, but it was in limited release. And in unless you're a big movie fan like me, I can understand. But I think it's one that you should go see. It stars Kamel Nanjiani. Um, Holly Hunter was really fantastic in it. And Ray Romano um, having that Ray Romano dry deadpan humor. But um, between him and Camille, their comedic timing was really hilarious. Um, I thought the love story was really good. And that's not something you'll hear me say too often. And uh, yeah, it's a really good comedy. It, it balances uh, social commentary with his fundamental family wanting him to marry a Muslim girl and arrange a marriage. And he's trying to date a white girl. And uh, they meet. She falls into a coma. And he has to sort of win her through her parents um, in a weird way. You know, he falls in love with her all over again through spending time with her parents. And he has to deal with this really traumatic and emotional event out of nowhere, which life happens to us out of nowhere. So I saw it in theaters. I really enjoyed it. Um, I don't really like too many romantic comedies because I think it's such a played out and cliche genre. But once one, you know does a curveball like this one or 500 days of summer it really impacts me and i i thought this one was a, a really good one to add to that list i don't know why i didn't review this one um sooner i might have just forgotten to or been busy and then just forgot most of it but this is one i'm definitely gonna buy and you know review on a uh, friday favorites possibly because uh, it is one that I really enjoyed. As far as the uh, Blu-ray editions, there's only one that I know of. It's not like this big superhero movie that's going to have 10 different editions and come with figurines of his girlfriend in a coma. Uh, just, just the one, which comes with uh, Blu-ray and digital copy and a DVD. Um, and I'll just say the best deal. If you want to pay more, go to Target. It's $20. If you want to pay less go to amazon if you have prime for $17.99 and free shipping or go to best buy for $17.99 with no shipping uh, those are the best deals as far as the uh, special features uh, there's quite a few on here most notably different from wonder woman there's a commentary with the cast and the director michael showalter who i talked about quite a bit he directed uh, Wet Hot American Summer, and he also stars in it. He he has a thing for comedy. You know, he knows his shit. There's a feature about um, getting this movie made with uh, producer Judd Apatow. And uh, this is a really Judd Apatow-feeling movie. Kind of reminded me of Funny People when it got to the stand-up parts. Uh, even though that kind of was the least favorite part for me. 
I once it got into stand-ups because it did feel like a Judd Apatow movie, if that makes any sense. Um, I, I mean, I've even heard comedians say that that was not their favorite part either because there's just... There's some scenes like take uh, Don't Think Twice, was that the one called? With uh, Jordan uh, Peele or Keegan-Michael Key where they're uh, improv actors, performers, and when something serious happens, they can like break down that funny wall and be like, are you okay, man? In this one, they're just shitting all over each other. Like they shit on him while he's down. And I just don't think that actual comedians do that and i mean that's a small nitpick but it's just a uh, specific detail that i feel like they're doing it for just laughs instead of focusing on the character arc um which the movie is really strong with doing up to that point so i recommend you guys go see this movie if you haven't at least rent it and give it a shot um a lot of people think it's like amazing i, I wouldn't go that far i think it's really good um, if it was going to win any Oscars uh, next year, I think that for Best Original Screenplay, that would be a good one. And, that, and that's pretty much all I can see. Um, but that's it for Blu-ray Tuesday, guys. Thanks you for tuning in. Um, and I'll be back tomorrow for What to Watch Wednesdays. So keep listening to Misfit Mind, where I bring you everything movie and music related. And keep on keeping on.